Hello, everyone. Welcome to the premiere episode of Leave Them Better. I'm so excited that you're here. Today, I sit down with someone who is very special to me. She's been a mentor of mine in the fitness industry and in life. Her name is Dr. Sophia Costa. She is a functional movement, healing, and gut specialist. So we talk movement, mindset, how to heal your body, how to rewrite your story and take back control of your power. She also discusses gaps in treatment, her risk in branching out as a solo practitioner. And we also speak about how uh, Sophia helped me navigate some traumas that I experienced early on in life and how she helped me overcome those in order to become the person that I am today and the movement specialist that I am today. So you guys are going to get a lot of tidbits in here. She's also got something at the very end of the episode. If you listen all the way through, she's got a nice giveaway for you. So I hope you enjoy the episode and we'll see you on the other side. Okay, so I have Dr. Sophia Costa on with me today. So, Sophia, do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, and what you're up to right now? Yes. Hi, everybody. My name is Dr. Sophia Costa. I'm a doctor of physical therapy, um, specializing in all the goodness, functional medicine, gut health, movement, emotional healing, and energy medicine. And I love integrating an inside out approach because growing up, I witnessed the gap of conventional medicine and conventional approach. I grew up as an active athlete. And when I had an injury when I was 16 needing surgery, I realized that there were lots of things that were missing. Like everyone just kept looking at where my injury was and my pain was, and it was such a struggle. Uh, But I learned at a young age, the power of the mindset. So I was on the varsity tennis team in high school and, you know, I ended up having surgery on my leg that took out my whole junior year of varsity high school. And I was such a stubborn and determined kid that I was like, you know what, mom and dad, like, I don't care how, like, how long or how much it takes. Like, I want to get back on that court. And I created a vision board. I started believing in myself. I didn't want to believe the doctors that I couldn't play anymore. And them saying, you know, like, you are never going to play the same if you're able to. And I chose to rewrite that story and chose a different belief. And I started doing the movements by myself in my room, just really just taking back control of that power. And I had the power to change that story. So long story short, my parents hired a strength coach. I trained with him three times a week. So that's when I started learning the power of movement. I learned the power of the mind. And then um, senior year, I tried out for the tennis team and got ranked number one on the team and voted team captain. And that's how it all started for me. Not only, yes, I was born into, you know, parents who are now retired medical physicians. So I was born to like want to help people, but in a different way. And so that planted a seed, that injury planted a seed for me to pursue physical therapy as a profession and to help people feel better so they can no longer feel restricted. Like having someone tell them like, hey, you can't play your sport or do anything active because your back hurts or because of your leg. I just like learned at a very young age, and I'm grateful for that, that that doesn't allow you to feel free. And we're designed to move. We're designed to feel lighter and free. And so 
I became a personal trainer right, you know, right after college, um, age 22, worked at Equinox for several years as a master trainer, level three trainer. And then I went into physical therapy school in California and, um, you know, earned my doctor in 2012. And then I saw the gaps within that, like treating people 15 to 17 patients a day. You only got to see them for 15 to 20 minutes. And then they were handed off to uh, an aide where I didn't even get to see if they were doing the movements correctly or if the aide was very engaging with with the patient. And there's no like continuous support in between the sessions. And I was restricted on how long I got to see them. And because of their diagnosis and, and uh, prescription from the doctor, I can only treat that joint or that area of the body and nowhere else. And so for three years, I was just like, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> so in June 2016, I branched out as a solo practitioner. Was it a huge risk? Yeah. Did I know how to run my own business? Nope. I dove in. I was like, I'll figure it out as I go. And so I'm so happy with how much I've evolved and expanded on how I'm able to support so many people now and help them bridge the gap with what they were missing. So no one ever has to go through like a trial and error process because that was a 15 year journey for me, figuring it out why my body was hurting, having health issues and like back pain that just wouldn't really go away. Mm -hmm. And you know, having the support for them to avoid making the same mistakes again. So they're not spending so many hours Googling or trying to figure it out on their own. So that's That's, my story, girl. (laughs) I mean, that was like, that was, that was perfect. And it's actually a perfect segue into the way that we met. So you and I met, um, just as you, just as you had branched out as a solo practitioner and really just as I had really kind of, I guess it was maybe a year into the fitness industry. So, um, Sophia and I met because I was hired at a semi-private training facility that she was practicing in. And, um, you really became such a mentor for me. And, um, that just became a space of true growth for me. And I was able to receive so much feedback. And I feel like a, like not just a step, but a push into helping my clients move better um, beyond, beyond just being a personal trainer. So, and that's something that, you know, I value and I continue to take with me as, as a trainer. Um, And, you know, as I, as I work to help motivate people kind of on the whole. So um, do you want to, do you want to kind of talk about a little bit more about how we met and, and even, you know, our stories are so paralleled in your experience as a child, you know, you and I really went through a similar situation at the same time in our lives that kind of really helped push us uh, and mold us into the people that we, you know, subsequently wanted to become. So let's hear about it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, I, and I honestly love that we cross paths because we both have a passion in being the change we want to see in this world. Rather than complaining on how, you know, there are gaps missing in the conventional medicine, they only treat where your pain is and give you pain meds, right, or pills to take without even going to the truth of it all or even asking how you're feeling or even asking, hey, you know, are you stressed mm-hmm. out or, hey, what's it, how's it going at home or these deep questions, you know, and and I love that you and I made a commitment at a young age that no more. We don't want anyone else to go through this hassle of like 
feeling alone through all of this while your body's hurting and not really knowing why you're just kind of going through the motions. So Mm -hmm. I love how we cross paths because often we are scared to ask for help. Yes, you've had experience, right? And you're a strength coach and amazing, like spinning instructor, all about moving your body, all about it. And often we're just like, you know, seeing like asking for support and help as a a weakness. You know, sometimes we wait till things get really, really bad to where we're not really functioning because we were simply holding back because one, we feel asking questions is a burden to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to like overshare or scared to share how we truly feel. Um, So I love the fact to gain the courage to ask me like for for um, support with whatever you were going through. And I remember I was like, get on that table, girl, come Mm -hmm. on. And I just like, so um, the words that you choose to, to, to say, the words people use to express how they're feeling or what they went through gives me clues to what the deep root causes Mm -hmm. so i'm listening and then i can feel where you're holding your that tension or that typical like emotion and simply i asked well how did that make you feel and i remember you had a huge emotional release and Mm -hmm. i'm by the way i'm known for that i'm known for people having some type of release like you know like (laughs) People are going to, oh man, we're going to cry. Sophia's here. Oh man, like, you know, you're going to have some type of release. Even like go to the bathroom, you know, people are like, oh, got to go to the bathroom. Sophia made some stuff. Right. Well, I mean, that's even, you know, just kind of as a sidebar, that's kind of what we spoke about, like the last conversation that we had. You know, I I kind of paralleled my conversations with you in that um, there are certain people in my life, like I sometimes need to prepare myself to have a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand that people have resistance to ex- exercise. I don't necessarily feel that because I have such passion for it and I know exactly how it makes me feel. But in the way that I have resistance sometimes to meditation and speaking with people like you, I because I know that it's going to take a lot out of me, it's not going to ever be you know, I'm not ever going to be worse on the other side of it. I'm certainly going to be a better person and I'm going to take a lot away from it. But energetically, sometimes there are people in your life where you know you have to like set aside a a little bit of energy emotionally, mentally, physically to be able to like receive whatever they're about to impart on you. And that's one thing that I love about you. And I love that I can even tell you that. And I think that you probably experience that with a lot of people, whether they express that to you or not. Yeah, definitely. And you know, it's all about connection and being attentive to what the person is needing and just being really tuned in because, you know, if we're not listening and paying attention or from the past, I'll admit, like, I'm like, oh, you're feeling this because of X, Y, Z. What I learned was that I just took your power away in figuring it out yourself. And that's what tends to happen is like, you know, we have these medical physicians and healthcare practitioners telling you what's wrong with you without you figuring it out yourself. Mm. I want to empower you and then give you the tools to continue to reclaim your power so that you can feel better in your mind and body. So it took years for me to figure it out because I'm paying attention to what works and what doesn't work with my clients. And, you know, when I ask questions is to allow you 
to really feel rather than use your mind to try and figure out the logistical aspect of why you're not feeling so great, rather dive into the heart and have the heart speak. And that is when the body feels safe with you and also feels supported at the same time. So, you know, I ask these questions for you to tune in and really like process like, whoa, what I went through was, was really challenging. And that, you know, like that's when, you know, the emotions come, come brewing out and that's a beautiful thing. It's so healing for the heart and the body to kind of release what you've been holding on for so long because no one had created that space for you to really like introspect and self-reflect on the source of why you still weren't feeling as great. I mean, you were doing all the things, right? Doing all the things. There was still something kind of holding you back from stepping into you fully and you were aware of that. So it's just like asking these questions for you to answer. It's not, yes, I know what's going on, but who am I to take that power away from you and tell you that it's because of this? No, I stopped doing that. And now I just ask questions and have you and guide you to navigate towards the truth. And that's what happened with us. And it was a beautiful experience. It was. And just to give a little, like, you know, just to give a little background for people who don't know. So when I was 14 years old, um, I had a, or when I was 15 years old, I had a 14 vertebrae spinal fusion. So my spine is fused all the way from up here, all the way down, uh, right near my pelvis. Um, and so I was just coming into my junior year of high school and, um, I had subsequently had a really serious staph infection in my back that, you know, took my healing process out, you know, another eight to 12 weeks probably. Um, but like Sophia, I wanted to uh, play volleyball during my junior year. I wanted to play tennis um, during my junior year. And my doctors essentially told me I was never going to be able to move in the way that I had before that. Um, but mentally, I was just ready to kind of take everything in stride and really decide that, you know, I was going to be, I was going to be the person who decided my own fate, you know, especially in that, in that arena. And, um, so when Sophia and I spoke, that was one of the things that you um, kind of dove in with me. Because when I, you know, I was a child when I went through something and it was not only a trauma for myself and my family, but it was really a, tra- it was a trauma on my body that I hadn't necessarily addressed um, and I hadn't necessarily taken care of because I didn't have, have the tools to do it. So when you put me on that table, what is the question that you asked me? <laughs> I asked you, and mind you, I think you came to me because you're having some stomach issues. Right? I was, like, I was yes. bloated. I was like so bloated, and I, you know, you had kind of said, okay, like let's try a little bit of elimination diet. So it was like uh, for me, like no coffee for two weeks was just like I thought I was gonna die because <laughs> I'll drink, <laughs> I'll drink a pot of coffee like during the day. But you were like no coffee, um, collagen. You let me have tequila, which was great with with uh, grapefruit or lime juice. Um, but yeah, there were some things, no dairy, um, and it helped a lot. But really, the final the final push in that was you know you tapping into my emotional, where I was holding you know a lot of um, trauma. Yes, because I I have the gift of feeling and seeing where people hold it, mm-hmm. and with with Jen. I could see it and feel it in her stomach and your body holds different types of emotions. So 
you're someone who's feeling back pain, it's related with not feeling supported with some aspects in your life in the present moment or sometime a childhood through present moment. Think of it like that because stuff doesn't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. And then with stomach issues, bloaty, like just feeling uncomfortable, it's related with having difficulty digesting the events in your life. And not only were you already experiencing some things in that present moment, what I call is reverse engineer. I knew like, yes, she was going through some stress currently in that moment. Mm -hmm. But when she started talking about, I was diving into like, I do it in a gentle way to go backwards in your timeline, to go to the source, right? Reverse engineer down the timeline of your life. And then she started opening up about what happened with her injury and surgery and that it was a near death experience. That's when she started opening up and the tears were coming down. And I said, how did that make you feel? Because I could sense that she was still kind of hiding it. She was yeah. talking about, you know, I'm a fighter, you know, I knew I needed to fight through, like, you know, it was hard for my parents and things like that. But she didn't, she didn't express how she felt when she was sharing that story. And often when people do not express how they feel when they're sharing a story, there is a trapped emotion in their body still there that's being an anchor, allowing them to feel lighter and free. And so when I asked that, whoosh, like had this emotion release, and then the tension in her stomach started releasing as well because that's been pent up, I mean, for 20 plus years, right? <laughs> I mean, it really, yeah, it really is amazing to, yeah, it's amazing to think about it. I guess, you know, I was 15, I'm 33 now. So, you know, yeah, 17, eight, you know, 15, 17 years at that point. Yeah. 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 Nobody had asked me that question and it wasn't obviously, you know, out of any sort of disregard for, for the trauma that I was experiencing. It was simply just that, you know, maybe that was something that people felt like, I mean, it's obvious, like, how are you feeling? Like, you know, I feel like shit. Like, <laughs> I, yeah. I'm, I'm in a lot of pain. I'm, you know, I'm, it's, it's pretty depressing. I'm, you know, trying to take one step forward at a time every single day. And then you get hit with this thing that takes you back. But really, I think the biggest thing that we uncovered is a lot of it for me was trying to process these emotions internally. And I still do this. I'm still a, a very inwardly stress oriented person. Um, and I think that comes from kind of being someone who tries to keep a level playing field. And, and for a long time in my life, being a people pleaser, like I, like you were saying, I don't want to burden others with my sadness, with my pain, with my frustration, with anything like that. And so I internalized that stress because I already knew that for my parents, for my family, this was already an incredible hardship. So for me to come and say, you know, this is really scary. This is, you know, it's all these other things. I think I felt like I was protecting them by not outwardly expressing. And it's not that they didn't give me the space to do so, but I felt like, you know, they, they were my protectors. And in some way I needed to be big and strong and, and fight through it to protect them. Yeah. And that makes complete sense. And that's common for so many of us to do is like we hold it in and then we want to show that we're strong so that they can feel okay. Right. When we show up as a strong person, it kind of places the other person at peace, but in the inside, it's just like, Oh, you know, and then down the road, it catches up to you. You know, like even things like when you were younger than 15, it'll catch up to you later. And that's why, you know, when people get stuck on a diagnosis or something like, oh, you know, my, 
I'm scared to move this way or that way because it'll make my back worse. Or like they have these beliefs. It's because I'm getting older. You know, it's because of whatever myth that they are choosing to believe in. You are missing so much um, in not allowing your body to heal because your body is so intelligent and has the wisdom to heal itself. It's these beliefs and thoughts and fears that, you know, and behavioral patterns of hold internalizing things so that we can, you know, the family or the tribe or whoever you're with can feel okay. Mm -hmm. But in the end, it starts eating you up on the inside. Um, hence like stomach issues you had for a long time. It was just like a hard event to digest literally. I mean, and it's taken so long moment, you know, like, Yes. You freed yourself in that moment. Yeah. Allowing yourself to feel. Ah, I love that. No, that was just, I mean, yeah, that was, that was amazing. Um, okay. So I don't, I, I also want to talk about all the other incredible things that you're doing. So, um, will you talk a little bit about, um, Puerto Rico and where you're at with that and, and how, you know, the, the story behind, um, your history with Puerto Rico and what that looks like moving forward. Yes, yeah, so Puerto Rico is where I'm originally from. My whole family and I were all from there, so we're very vibrant and you know. No way! I don't believe that at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nobody you know, can tell very, that. I know, right? So I I love it. It's a very colorful island, and so you know, we moved to the states when I was four. And you know, I've been pulled to like return to my roots, especially the past several years. And, you know, it, it has a special place in my heart. And, you know, I uh, really close with my family there, very, very, very close. And in July 2017, um, we were planning, my cousin and I were planning to have a retreat there. Um, my aunt and uncle have a 30-acre property, lush rainforest, beautiful land, um, access to waterfalls. It was a place where everyone came together, it and just like a place for connection, um, connecting with Mother Nature, and just really getting away from the hustle and bustle of a city life. You're just really immersing yourself in this nice sanctuary of just like tranquility and um, you know and fun too. Just like that was our gathering for our family. So my cousin and I, we were planning a retreat. Um, for January 2018, we we're going to do it on the family land and have like, I already had five people signed up and that was our, our last conversation planning it all. And two weeks later, I received a phone call that he died. He died in a bus accident two days after his 43rd birthday. And my world got flipped. I mean, I was like, oh my gosh, like that flipped my world. And I was just like, oh my gosh, we just, that was our last conversation. Long story short, I'm on a mission to honor that conversation and bring it to life. So after that, July happened, September, both hurricanes happened, Irma Maria, and so it did damage the property. And then I couldn't fly to Puerto Rico until April 2018 to see my family for the first time since, you know, my cousin died. And, you know, it was a very emotional moment seeing everyone at the same time and then when I saw the property that was even more so like oh my gosh my first experience of a natural disaster like what happens after you know like mm -hmm. it was it was wow to see all of that and then to witness how my family were still coping I mean talk about 
trauma and seeing your family struggle with it, you know, not only grieving of the loss of a, an, a light in their family, the damage from the natural disasters from the hurricanes, it was just like wiped out from the waves of life. And so I've been on a mission to, to restore that, um, which is still on my list. So I placed that on hold because I realized, you know what, like, that's going to happen. Sophia, you need to start um, honoring your mission mm -hmm. first before this comes to life. So I started figuring out what's my mission and purpose because my world got flipped upside down all of 2017, 2018. So I've been on this journey in 2019, the beginning of it, of learning who I am and what my purpose and mission is in this world. And it's to help out a lot of people uh, feel better from the inside out with their mind and body. And so I created the Costa Method, which is an online program helping people end back pain and stay active without limits, right? So like whenever your back hurts, you're immediately told not to do anything mm -hmm. or we get scared that we're going to make it worse. And there's so much like mixed information out there and a lot of programs that skip steps that I was like, you know what? It's up to me to bridge the gap with what people are missing and support them. So it's helping people gain the energy that they've been missing feel confident to move their body again, even if they tried to end their back pain before and failed all in 60 days. And I'm so grateful to be able to offer that for people without having distance be a limitation. It's mm -hmm. easy, like through Zoom, video calls and having people come together and support each other. And um, I wrote my first book. Yeah! Um, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I still can't believe I finished it during the whole pandemic crisis. Okay? Like, I wrote it in two weeks, the first draft in January. I flew to Puerto Rico to write it in my homeland. And, um, and then I received the edits and it took several weeks to finish it. And April 4th, I got it published um, on Amazon and the print books are coming out in June, which I'm really excited about. So, you know, when I became crystal clear on my purpose, that was my fuel to just, girl, show up. Come on, yeah. people need more of this. And you know who encouraged me the most? My clients. It was you guys. Yeah. It was you guys, you know, like, Sophia, you need to get out there more. Boom, how can I do that? Create a signature program, write a book. And now, now it's just like spreading that out and getting myself out there. And I'm so grateful to be able to support hundreds of people who are now living free from what they thought from the free from believing that they were stuck with back pain for the rest of their life. I'm mm -hmm. there to change that track. <laughs> you know, we're going to stop that broken record and we're going to dive deep and you're going to be supported mentally, physically, and emotionally. The whole ass, like no more you just knowing you as your identity, as someone who's back hurts or someone who has back issues. No, 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 no. Your identity is liberation. Your identity is the action steps you take to overcome this pain and be you. And then you figure out who you are and you figure out your why and how you want to live your life. And I support you with that. I think that, yeah, I mean, I just think that that 
that is all such an incredible segue to like now what I also wanted to talk to you about because this is kind of a new, I mean, this is a new period in uncharted territory for all of us, right? This pandemic. So whether you're in like my hometown of Montana, like things have shifted, not as drastically as they have for us in Los Angeles or like New York or people in other big cities, but certainly people, the way that we're doing things is transforming. And so I want to talk to you a little bit more about, you know, kind of the, the way that you stepped into that superpower and the way that you're transforming your business and what things are going to look like for you going forward. And, and really out, you know, inside of COVID, a COVID world, but also like transitioning forward. Um, Cause that's what you and I have talked about. And something that I really love is, you know, all of these people are looking to go back to normal, but there is no more normal. There is only how do we transition forward um, and make our lives better moving forward. So let's, let's talk about what that looks like for you. Oh my gosh. Yes. I love that you brought that up because to be honest, you know, like for a little over a year, I've been traveling back and forth, Puerto Rico and LA. So I've been living a bi-coastal life and I have my parents and sisters who live in Dallas. So I would stop in Dallas, visit them, go to Puerto Rico and come back. The reason why I was doing that is because I've been wanting to launch an online business after my cousin died. That's what catapulted me to start like helping more people. I was being pulled, hey, when you're treating only on site, you're limited from helping more people. Mm -hmm. And this is my story. I mean, everyone's story is different, but this was the seeds that were planted of what I was learning from my cousin's death, because every event, there's something to learn. And so that's when I was just like, okay, online is the way to go for me to help more people. So I gradually started doing that. And then with, uh, so I was traveling back and forth. And what I was doing is like, I would travel for a couple months out of LA and start like, you know, getting clients one-on-one virtually and started building them. Like, cool, I'm getting good at this. But you know what I do best is treating clients on site. Mm -hmm. And so I would come back to LA and I would stay for several weeks. Okay, cool. Let me leave again. I was scared to go all in (laughs) virtually. And it took this pandemic to to gain a lot of clarity on what my fears were, what was really holding me back from going all in with this online business with this online support for people because it's scary it's an unknown it's a new language the techie platform is a new language but guess what we are all resilient and adaptable we can learn this language if we choose it to we're the only things holding ourselves back so after i wrote the book and it published i was just like you know in this whole reopening situation i must be honest i was anxious because i was like I felt it deep within. I have outgrown um, the space where I was treating clients on site. Mm-hmm. It served its purpose and I'm beyond grateful for it. But when you start expanding and growing, you can't return to back. You can't return back. You can't return to quote unquote normal, whatever normal means anyway. We're constantly growing and dynamically changing every single second. So for me, that's when I realized that I was so freaking scared and you know and it wasn't so much about going back it's about transitioning forward toward better and then when i realized that it's about transitioning forward towards better that's when i was like okay i need to commit to being all in virtually and offer that virtual support you know and so that people feel one safe 
and not paranoid about like needing to be six feet apart in a facility or in a building, you know, and guide them into like, hey, this is going to be a, a new world. Like it's different. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it took this for me to gain clarity on what I need to do because I was scared to go all in online for me to live in Puerto Rico. I want the time, location, financial freedom. I want to be in Puerto Rico and be able to support a lot of people. And the only way to do that is online virtually, right? So yeah. I love that. That's amazing. (laughs) No, it's amazing. It really, it really is. And, um, you know, it's funny that I hadn't really even thought about this and, but I'm sure that you have that like, you know, your understanding of, of what you do and the value that you can provide, like in writing the book and putting it out there, that was just another expression of like, I don't actually need to physically be with clients in order to treat them. Right. So that was just like a step. Yes. It's, it's, it really, I know. <laughs> well, girl, you got me. <laughs> Listen, I just intake and then I give you what I got. <laughs> uh, no, but I was thinking that. I was like, wow, that's such an interesting thing. Like, I wonder if, if, the, if the book probably gave you some sort of confidence and understanding that, like, you know, I wrote this book to help people transition and I don't have to necessarily be there. I'm there with my words. I'm there with my knowledge, but I'm not physically touching them, right? So it's the same, it's the same sort of concept, but just delivered in a different medium, which I just, I mean, it's incredible. So you're just, I mean, you're just, you know, all over the place. You're just marking off those boxes. It is helping people in every single way. Yeah. You know what? Like why, why restrict yourself to one location? Right. Why? You know, like we made a commitment since we were young to be the change in the world, to be yeah. the change how people are, are gaining support so they can feel better. So why limit yourself with one location? There's a whole world out there that people right. are needing support and went out now more than ever. And I love that you brought that up about the book because I didn't even think about it. To be honest, I, re- I was pulled to write a book and create a signature program sure. through meditation, okay? Like intuition kicked in, like it was like, a download, like, Sophia, you need to set yourself up for 2020. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, how do I do that? And it was like, create a signature online program, and you're going to write a book. Mm-hmm. And I just trusted that intuition. It's about trusting and surrendering and just just really surrender to be led and guided to what you need to do in this world, right? And yeah. And to be honest, like, I'm so grateful you brought up about the book, which is called The End of Back Pain. I've been receiving feedback and reviews that people are gaining relief from the back pain they've had for years okay from reading the book and I had YouTube videos embedded in there in the ebook version but I mean it's just mind-blowing to me because I put myself out there it was I was it I that talk about leaning into your vulnerability I shared stories about my struggles that not a lot of people know about and I was guided to share that to the world so that people can relate and feel not alone in this. Um, But yeah, so the book is helping people gain relief and feel better. And now this online signature program so that they can gain deeper insight when people read the book, they have me to work with um, so they can gain that further support and continue on their journey. So I love that. Um, That's, I mean, (laughs) I love that. It's incredible. So I guess this would segue into the question that I kind of wanted to close with with you, which is how, like, what is, what is some advice that you can give or like, what is your process 
and um, kind of what have been uh, some of the most effective ways that you've found to take yourself to your highest self? Okay. Whew, that's like 10 questions. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. No, it definitely is. And I mean, you can, okay. you can contextualize it in like, what are some things that have helped you kind of like yeah. move through pandemic? What are some things that helped prepare you in your confidence and your belief in yourself? Like, what are some things that you really kind of always come back to in order to reach that highest self, that greatest self? Yes. That's journeying, journeying inward. And what does that mean? Yeah, I, I say that often, like introspection, it's a daily practice for me. And, and it's now a non-negotiable. Every morning, you know, I connect with my body through breathing and movement, whatever that is. Lately, it's been yin yoga that's been allowing me to slow down and dive into that pause. I, I'm a sprinter. Boom, boom, boom. I go, 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 go. So if I'm used to doing going, 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 I need to add in things that allow me to slow down. And what that looks like for me is yin yoga, breathing and meditation. And it's just really surrendering and letting go. And it's a, it's a non-negotiable for me now. And just really being open and being in that state to allow and receive because we give, 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 give. And then we're blocked with receiving all this abundance and goodness. So it's like learning to the art of slowing down leaning into my vulnerability and showing up in my vulnerable rawness, letting go of the need to be perfect, letting go of the need to have to work all the time and learning to be playful and add more play into my day. And that's been the journey and just like feeling my feelings. Like if I feel something, honor that. Ask my heart, hey heart, I love you. What do we need healing from? You know, when I, the pain in your body is the language of your body. It's a barometer of your heart. So any aches and pains, it's an opportunity for you to tune in and really connect with your body on a deeper level that no one else can do for you. You heal you. You have that power. So for me, it's just really just really being connected with my heart, my spirit, my mind, my body, my soul. It all, it's a practice that I chose to commit to. And that's what's led me to where I'm at right now. And guess what? It's only the beginning. It's always a journey, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's one of those things like when I started doing kind of like personal development work and digging deeper in all aspects of my life, you start to think like, you know, you kind of like, you kind of get your chest up and you kind of open up and you're like, oh yeah, I'm the shit. Like, this is great. <laughs> and then, and then you do reach this point where you come to a realization that you're like, oh, actually the work is never going to end. This yep. is, it's almost like easier to live in this place of like complete ignorance is bliss because once you dive in and start doing the work, then you understand, oh, exactly. And it's like, whoa, daddy, there's a lot more going on here. There's a lot more to crack open. There's a new egg to crack every single day, you know, and you don't ever really know what's inside. So yeah. I love that so much, Sophia. Thank you so much for doing this with me today. Is there, um, is there a place that everybody can look you up and find you and follow you? Yes, of course. And I have a free gift. There's a free guide you guys can check into. It's on my website. It's the avoiding the three mistakes people make uh, with back pain and what to do instead. So it's Amazing. a free guide. Go to my website. It's drsofiacosta.com. And it's Sophia with an F.
Okay, so drsofiacosta.com, and you can follow me on Instagram at drsofiacosta. So those I will, are and I will link that too. I'll link you, and then I'll also link your um, your giveaway in the show notes. Sound good? Yes. Uh, you're my queen. I love you so much. Thank you again for doing this. I know that I'll have you back on at some point because you always have so many little nuggets of, of wisdom to impart. And if you guys want to reach out to Sophia for anything, like I know she's definitely, she's definitely down to, to take on new friends and take on new clients. So she's always, <laughs> yeah. she's always sharing the most inspirational stuff. So check her out. Thanks, girl. So great to see you and everybody. Thank you so much. Love you. We'll talk soon. Love you too. Bye, boo. I hope you guys enjoyed the first episode. Thank you so much for listening. Again, if you feel like you've received value from this or you know someone else who could, please don't hesitate to pass along, rate, review, and subscribe. And always remember to leave people better than you found them. We'll see you next week. I love ya.